Welcome to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. I'm Josh Elledge, founder and CEO of UpMyInfluence.com. We turn entrepreneurs into media celebrities, grow their authority, and help them build partnerships with top influencers. We believe that every person has a unique message that can positively impact the world. Stick around to the end of the show, where I'll reveal how you can be our next guest on one of the fastest growing daily inspiration podcasts on the planet in 15 to 20 minutes. Let's go. And with us right now, we've got the CEO of Seventh Summit International on the web. You might know him by his podcast, uh, Daily Download from the Matrix. Todd Gaster, thank you so much for joining us. Oh, it's my pleasure. Thanks for having me. I, I'm loving the opportunity to be able to, to share some more. So, All right. So in this podcast, Todd, I need you to help me and our audience escape from the matrix. What, in your <laughs> mind, what is the matrix? Well, you know, the matrix is really uh, a collection of our values, our beliefs, our programming. Uh, when, we, when we grow up, and so I, I talk about money a lot. Money is the big thing. I talk about the wealth matrix and that type of thing. Is No one is born with their beliefs about money. No one, no one is born. It doesn't come out. So everything that you currently, as of today, believe about money, you were taught. You were taught from your parents. You were taught from TV. You were taught from your school teachers. You were taught all these different things. You were taught about money. And so wherever you are, money-wise, is simply a, a vision, if you will, of your current beliefs. So if you're not where you want, all you got to do is figure out what those beliefs are and change them, and then you'll have a different result. So the matrix really is a collection of our values, our beliefs, our meanings, our experiences, and the stories that we tell ourselves. Yeah. Uh, what would you say are some of the most common things that we're taught uh, when, as it comes to money? Well, one, one of the big ones that you hear all the time is money doesn't grow on trees. Uh, money yep. is the root of all evil. Right. Um, you know, uh, honest money only comes from a hard day's work. You know, <laughs> all, all these other things that, that you, you, you just keep getting beat into you over and over and over. Uh, do what you love and the money will follow. Uh, you know, all these things that sound great, but really all they do is they, they provide an excuse for us to live a mediocre life. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, this year... In particular, you know, I, I commented before we um, started the interview uh, about one of your more recent social media posts and how often today, uh, and you know, we we don't really look for information that could possibly challenge our beliefs and mm -hmm. beliefs, by the way, that might be very limiting. Like yeah. we we're very comfortable in our oh, yeah. limiting beliefs, Absolutely. and so. You know, oftentimes all we're looking for day to day to day to day is confirmation. Mm -hmm. Yep. Well, you know, an example, especially right now, and it's kind of funny today because, you know, we've got the, the COVID thing happening and the mask debate and whether you wear a mask or you don't wear a mask and whether you should get tested or you shouldn't get tested. And, and every day the rules change. Uh, you know, the CDC announced this morning that, hey, if you uh, even if you've been around someone who is COVID positive, uh, you don't need to get a test if you don't have symptoms. Mm. Yet a week ago, everybody needs to get tested. You know, and, and it's these things that continue on. Now, people are going to hear that. And there's going to be some people that say, see, I told you this is the way it was supposed to be. And there's going to be others that are on the exact opposite spectrum. And they're going to go, see, I told you this is the way it needs to be. Right. All based on that confirmation bias that they're going to come in and they're looking for specific things that are going to confirm their already beliefs. And they don't want those challenged. And that's kind of what the, the post you were referring to is about. Yeah. People don't 
don't want those things challenged. You know, the, the things that we hold sacred, the things that, you know, that really define us, and some of the statistics that you come about, so we'll talk about religion, is that over 75% of adults are the same religion as their parents. Mm. That means these adults that have gone on, lived their own lives, had their own experiences, moved to other places, done all these different things, are the same religion as their parents. Because everything that they've already been indoctrinated with, everything that the, the matrix, the stories, the experiences, all this other stuff stay there. And so everything that they experience outside of that, they just use to reinforce the beliefs that they already had instead mm. of, all right, well, maybe this might shift a little bit and I go this direction. You know, uh, changing faiths, I got to tell you, is something that, uh, you know, I, I don't quite feel comfortable sharing too many details because, mm. you know, again, what I'm worried about is, is probably offending somebody. Yeah. But, I, you know, I can tell you for 24 years of my life, I was a member of a particular very high demand religion. Okay. And my wife, a lifelong member of that same faith. Um, wonderful people. Um, but I tell you that it is, it's one of the hardest things in the world to ask yourself the questions about certain things. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when we get stuck in a certain way of believing, it's hard to be introspective about those things when when we're talking about such foundational, fundamental things of like, you know, our entire, you know, eternal existence, where we come from, where we go, and to believe that a certain organization has all the answers and all right. the rest of them are wrong. Yep. Um, you know, we, you know, when we started looking at that and really started studying that, um, it, it was very unsettling. Very, very unsettling. And I, and, you know, and, and folks going through a faith transition, for example, um, they go through the five stages, they go through all through the stages yep. of grief. It's, yep. it's very unsettling or, you know, even changing political parties. So that's, it, that's the direction it, I was going to go. Yeah. 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 Yes. So, so oftentimes it's the fear. Well, this is what I've learned the fear of what we know we might potentially have to give up relationships, family, support, mm-hmm. our culture that we've bought into. It's that fear of giving that up that keeps us from taking the red pill. Mm-hmm. We might have a suspicion there's going to be something that's going to challenge my views or rock my world. I'm not willing to take the red pill because that might potentially upset my marriage. And so my wife actually is a, is a licensed marriage and family therapist, deals with mm-hmm. mixed faith couples. Yeah. And, um, you know, you don't have to give up the marriage. I will just say that. Um, but yeah, I think a lot of that, it's that fear keeps us from even being open to those other ideas. Yeah. So it's, it's great that you mentioned that because that actually goes with a post I had a couple of days ago. And, and that was, you know, I get people that reach out to me and they say, I have a fear of success. And mm-hmm. so I always answer, so what happens when you're successful? Oh, no, no, no. I, I haven't been successful. I just, I just you know, I, I, I fear it. And I said, oh, so success doesn't fear you. The thought of success fears you or is what, is what you fear. And, mm-hmm. and then they'll say, you know, uh, someone will say, well, I, you know, I have, a, I have a fear of public speaking. Great. What happens when you, when you speak out publicly? Oh, well, no, no, I, I don't actually, you know, because, and it's, oh, so the thought of it fear is what you fear. Wow. So what you were just talking about really isn't the fear of the actual change or the fear of changing the faith. It's the thought of the fear of what could happen if you do mm-hmm. that. It's the thought of the fear of losing your friends, the, the relative, you know, all these other things, because we go back to some of our major fears are is that we're not going to be good enough and that we're not going to be loved. 
So if all of a sudden we have the thought that we are not going to be loved anymore by those closest to us, that in itself can actually prevent us from doing something that we know in our heart is the direction that we want to go. But the fear overtakes us, the thought of the fear. It's not actually the fear itself because you don't actually do it. And there's one of the little, little distinctions. You know, and it's quite likely, Todd, that if you do take the red pill and you start to look at something, you might discover, hmm, you know, this previous held belief that I had doesn't really serve me. And I feel mm-hmm. like that, you know, one of our highest achievements could be to objectively look at all the information without the biases or, you know, and I don't know that that's possible, but at least to try to be, you know, to hear those different uh, messages and then try to make as objective, uh, you know, decision as possible. Because I can tell you that um, while the transition for me was very difficult and very painful, and yeah, we absolutely lost a lot of friends. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know that, you know, that, that is part of the consequence. I think, you know, when you make those changes, um, it, it may not be for the reasons that we think that it's going to happen. So for example, you know, I could say, well, because I'm not, you know, it's not Catholic, it's not Catholic, but <laughs> if I were to say it's not Catholic, but it's another one. Uh, like, but if I say, I love the Catholic disclaimer. Church. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and for example, it's not. Um, but, uh, if I say, well, I'm going to leave the Catholic faith and mm. I'm going to become Protestant or whatever. Yeah. You're probably not, you're, you're just not going to associate with Catholics as often because you're not attending mass. And so it's not that those people dislike you. They might be uncomfortable with that, but you know, you're just buying into a new way of being. So also like money, you know, Mm -hmm. so if your fear of money is like, well, I think that my working class friends who badmouth wealthy people, that that, they might badmouth me. And so, yeah, (laughs) yeah, it's possible. You're going to have to make some choices. It's not that they don't like you, but it's just, you know, again, you're you're buy, you're choosing into a new way of being. I don't want to get. I hope I'm not getting too woo woo here. Too no, no, like well, it's, uh, it's, it's not woo woo because meta. Here, here's here's well definitely meta. But here here's here's a uh, another distinction that I use is it, it, everyone cannot understand that you know let's let's go we'll we'll talk with uh, religion first and we'll go on. Everyone understands that a Muslim person believes and makes decisions differently than a Christian. Okay, it just it just happens. Everyone understands that. And so we're going to hit religion and politics. Let's just hit them all out <laughs> right, right there. Everyone understands yeah. that a Hillary supporter, or in this case, a Biden supporter, makes and believes uh, uh, things differently than a Trump mm-hmm. supporter. Okay? Again, not saying either is right or wrong. It's just they they have different beliefs and values. A vegan has it makes decisions differently and in on what they're choosing to eat and where they're going to go and hang out versus you know a carnivore how, however you want to look at it so why is it so hard to believe that a person that doesn't have a lot of money believes and makes something di- different decisions than a person who does have money oh sure and yeah, so absolutely. all we've got to do is when we're looking at it and we're talking about escaping the matrix is the first step is becoming aware and understanding what our matrix is what our matrix, what our current set of beliefs are. And then we can look at those current set of beliefs and say, okay, is this belief, this particular belief, is it empowering me or is it maybe slowing me down, getting in the way or even sabotaging what I'm trying to accomplish? Yeah. 
And that's, that's where you're going to start then making some moves. What if someone says, gosh, you know, Todd, I mean, I work really hard. I feel like I'm doing all the right stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, how is my subconscious beliefs limiting me? Like how, how does that physically show up? Well, so, so there's, there's one of the examples you could use is like, let's say people in a commission sales job and you get one person, you put, you put out a, a word track. You know, everyone has the exact same word track. This is what you're supposed to say. This is how you say it. You know, this is the answer they do. Here's your answer to the objection. One person does the word track and man, they're, they're, they're killing it. They're making sales left and right. The other person says the exact same thing, does the exact same deal, but they can't, they can't get any sales. Well, part of the challenge is going to be is their intonation is going to be different. Their breathing pad is going to be different. The, the things that they say, the, the little, you know, um, you know, twitches in the face, all these other things are going to be a little bit different, which shows up to the other person unconsciously. And they're like, yeah, this person doesn't believe it. They don't do whatever. And it, show, and it, and it comes out there and it actually hinders them from being a success. So we got to find out what, what really believes it. Now you, you mentioned something earlier, you know, uh, a, a person who works really hard and works really hard and, and they, they're not making the amount of money and maybe they resent people who have money. Yeah. Okay. Well, you will never get what it is that you resent because your unconscious mind mm-hmm. is going, look, I know how you feel about people that make money and I don't want anyone to talk about me that way. So I'm going to self-sabotage. I'm going to do whatever to protect you. So that way you never have people talking to you the way you talk about them. Wow. That's, that's powerful. Um, what about, um, what about people who worry do you have any tips on like people who worry about stuff or maybe ruminate about you know we were kind of talking about fear of speaking fear of this mm-hmm. fear of that uh, fear of running out of money fear of um you know uh my, my spouse is going to cheat on me or something like that you know people just you know they they create this and maybe they have some evidences for mm-hmm. that right or maybe they're like oh crap the you know the stuff just hit the fan um, and so then they spend all their time on the worry or the anxiety around the thing. Um, and that, I think that's human nature to do mm-hmm. that. Any tips on like how to break out of that cycle? Well, the, the big, the, the first thing is, you know, awareness. I mean, the aware that yeah. that's how you're thinking. And so again, I'll go back to, to money and wealth is, you know, I'll, I'll ask someone to tell me, you know, tell me what wealth is. And they're like, oh, I know what wealth is. Great. So tell me. Um, uh, well, uh, and, and it's like, okay, if you can't tell me what it is, is it any wonder that you don't have what it is that you're looking for? All right. So when we're thinking about, you know, our fears and, you know, we focus on them, what we tend to do is we tend to put them right in front of us. You know, again, metaphorically, you you can't see anything else. All you're doing is you're seeing this, this big fear, whatever it is in front of you. And so unconsciously, then just the way, again, our, our body works is we start doing things, whether we want to, want to or not, that actually are going to become a self-fulfilling prophecy. And so, you know, if we're thinking that maybe our spouse is cheating on us, we mm-hmm. might start doing things that kind of push the spouse into that direction. We might start, you know, uh, if, if we're worried about money, see, because if we go again, go back to money, there's four things about money. There's earning money, there's keeping money, there's growing money, and there's protecting money. So there's four different things, you know, skill sets. They are, they are all different. They all require a different mindset. They all require a different skill set and they all require a different focus. So I know a lot of people that make a lot of money, 
mm-hmm. and they're broke as can be. They haven't figured out the next step of how to keep it, how to grow it, how to protect it. But man, you know, they're making a hundred grand a month or 200 grand a month or whatever, whatever that number is for you, right? They're making it. They just can't keep it. And so their entire focus in that regard is, okay, I got to make, 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 make. And so that's because, you know, I'll use uh, myself as an example is I literally have, have a story from when, when my dad was, uh, I was about seven and uh, my dad went to, uh, he had contacts and he couldn't, he couldn't find the, the case to, to take the contacts out. Well, if you can't put them anywhere, obviously you can't, can't take your contacts out. So we went to the drugstore to get a new contact case. And while he was gone, my mother found his original. And so we didn't have cell phones back then. This is in the 70s. And so when he got back, my mother was all excited and she, she handed him, look what I found and so forth. My, my father hit, hit the roof. He, he went nuts. Mm-hmm. He was yelling. He was screaming. He couldn't believe that he had just wasted this, this amount of money. And he reaches into his wallet, grabs a dollar bill, goes over to, we had a gas stove. He, he, he turns on the stove and he lights the dollar bill on fire. Mm-hmm. And I'm like seven years old. And what I took out of this is we will never have enough money. My dad is burning the money in front of us and we'll never have enough. And so that event really focused on how I viewed money growing up. And I didn't know it. I couldn't, I couldn't understand it. I couldn't figure out why I always felt that there wasn't enough. And so I just kept working and working and working and working because I never had enough money until I actually had to go back and kind of start remembering and thinking and learning. And this goes back to what I was talking about with the matrix, our values, our beliefs, our experiences, our stories, and everything that we tell ourselves. And every one of us has a story like that, that drives our belief on money. Whether it's that story that there'll never be enough or money doesn't grow on trees or it's the, you know, honest day's labor, you know, whatever it is, we all have a story like that, that guides us on our, on our money. And, you know, whether we're talking marriage, whether we're talking, you know, whatever, we all have those stories. Man, Todd, we ran out of time so quick. Uh, so let's plan on, listen, hit subscribe right now, uh, whether on you're on YouTube or the podcast. And uh, if you're binge listening, guess what? Todd came back a couple months later. <laughs> let's get you all locked and loaded for about 60 days from now all right. so that we can continue this conversation because I feel like we're just scratching the surface. Or yeah, I, like, I could well, talk all I day. Want, I don't want to wait for that. <laughs> really simple. You could just search for Todd's podcast right now. Uh, Todd, would you kind of share where people find all of your things? Oh, yeah. Well, you, f- you can find me on uh, Facebook at Todd, uh, Todd Gaster. That, that's an easy one. Instagram, Todd Gaster. Twitter is uh, My Wealth Coach. Um, but uh, as far as my podcast, it's on uh, iTunes, Spotify. It, it's, it's everywhere as well. And that's the daily download from The Matrix. Yeah. Excellent. Or you can go to discoverthematrix.com. You can take an assessment. There's a free assessment there. So you can actually see exactly where you are in the matrix and, oh, cool. and what needs to be worked on. All so. right. So I'm right there. I'm on discoverthematrix.com. And let's see. I see. I see $1,500 in free gifts here. I see all your podcasts. You've got a, a Facebook group you can join. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Where do we find the assessment here? I'm sure it'll be up by the, if I'm not finding it right now, it'll definitely be there. Yes. by the time this goes live. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. All right, Todd, this was a lot of fun, man. I man, I could talk to you all day long. <laughs> you go deep and you I love it because you're challenging uh, you know, deeply held beliefs, which I yes. which I really really dig. Um, Todd, thank you so much for joining us. And again, go listen to Todd's podcast and again, 
Go to his website, discoverthematrix.com. Todd, thank you so much. Oh, it's been a pleasure. Absolute pleasure. I look forward to the next time. Thanks for listening to The Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. If you are a thoughtful business owner or professional who would like to be on this daily program, please visit upmyinfluence.com slash guest. Now, if you've got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. Now, if you do that, tag us with the hashtag upmyinfluence. Each month, we scour Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. We pick one winner from each platform, and you get crowned king or queen of that social media. Now, what do you win? Well, we're going to promote you and your business to over 120,000 social media fans, totally free. Now, can you also hook us up? Now, in your podcast player right now, please give us a thumbs up or a rating and review. We promise to read it all and take action. We believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. Your feedback helps us fulfill that mission. And while you're at it, hit that subscribe button. You know why? Tomorrow, that's right, seven days a week, you are going to be inspired and motivated to succeed. 15 minutes a day. Now, my name's Josh Elledge. Let's connect on the socials. You'll find all the stuff we're doing at upmyinfluence.com. Now, thanks for listening, and thank you for being a part of the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Movement. Mm-hmm.